everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week, our wonderful Robin is back, and this time she's talking about ACA and relationships. Please enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Um, so for tonight, part of what I wanted to talk about was, and you guys are such a big part of it, is how ACA has really changed my world. It's like flipped it upside down in terms of like the relationships that I've gotten to experience and that I, that I continue to get to experience. Um, so what it was like for me was... <clears throat> I was, I had a little brother, um, mother and father. My father was really, he was the alcoholic and my mother was very, very consumed with whatever chaos he was creating and, and my little brother was three years younger than me and so he also required some attention from my mother and so I, I grew up from, I think, I feel like the part of me that really feels affected in terms of relationships is the, the little girl between the ages of like three and maybe seven. I think once I hit seven, things began to change. I went to school, and I was a little more active socially. But between that area, there was just a lot of abandonment and a lot of solo and a lot of having to be a grown-up and a lot of just, like, feeling like I was... It was, like, me against the world. And I don't know. It, it feels like, for me in my life, what ended up happening was I continued to recreate that exact experience over and over and over and over again. Um... And with that became me using specific tools to, like, feel safe. And so, you know, my safety for me in that place was, like, I had chronic asthma. I could never breathe. And so I would be alone in my bed, and my mom would build me these, like, tents out of plastic, and they would have, like, air circulating through them so that I could breathe. And so it was, like, me in this room alone under this tent in my bed. And so... You know, to this day, like, the safest place on earth for me is, like, me in my bed. Like, the whole world can be just, like, fucking blowing up. And if I have my bed, like, I feel okay. Um, and, like, I would, I like, make jokes. Like, I would wear my bed everywhere if I could. Like, I would just, like, have my bed for protection because, like, it makes me feel so safe. Um, and there wasn't a lot of safety for me in those years. Like, my dad was crazy and my mom just was not able to support anyone in that in that state and so um relationships are absolutely what brought me to ACA um I came to New York I had I had been in recovery from uh, alcohol for like eight years and I just felt so like I was missing the fucking mark like just like missing the mark like what is it about me that's just like cannot seem to like pull this off like I'm so depressed and I'm so not okay with anything that's going on in my life and I feel like I have zero to give anybody and my coping mechanism for that was the same as it was when I was a little girl like I was you know um 
steadfast into work, you know, because Alcoholics Anonymous told me to, like, you show up in your career and you show up for other people and you show, you know, in terms of being of service. And I did not feel like, I still haven't had, like, a real sponsee, well, I, that's not totally true, but, you know, any, like, long sponsee recovery relationships in Alcoholics Anonymous to this day. Because um, I just never felt like I had anything to give. And um, so, yeah, I would, I, I found myself in work a lot and I found myself in my bed a lot and in Netflix a lot and like not feeling like I could participate in the real world like I just was just like so uh, like subpar to participate in anything that was going on with with coworkers or friends or and I didn't even know like what kind of friends I wanted to have in my life or so I came here it's been about two over two years now and I was hysterically crying and I spent the first probably two or three months like really just feeling so raw from just this vulnerability of like knowing that I wanted to be close to other people and just not having a fucking clue how to do it. Just like not having any idea how to bring that raw vulnerable person into any relationships with anybody. Um, <clears throat> and so... I'm going to read this little passage and then I'm going to um, kind of talk about how that's changed for me and the tools that ACA has given me to help that occur. So um, it's chapter 13, Relationships, Applying What We Have Learned. Um, in ACA, we became willing to apply what we learn in the program to our daily lives and to relationships. We must be willing to apply the principles of the steps and to repair in our to reparent ourselves if we want to change. Moving away from codependent behavior and toward healthy relationships is one of the results of working the ACA program. We are not saying relationships become workable overnight, but they also are not as impossible as we once thought. For us, relationships can be a measuring stick for how well we have applied the ACA program in our lives. Because of ACA, we have learned there are many kinds of relationships other than romantic involvement. This was a surprise to many of us who never had friends or who tended to sexualize relationships that ended in pain and loneliness. I mean, such a big one for me, too. Like, I would just, like, get into this relationship and, like, then have zero friends. You know, and it was, like, so siphoned on this one person. In ACA, we learned there are friendships, business relationships, and casual acquaintances in addition to romance. We also learned that it is okay to be alone. Learning to be alone in recovery is different than the isolation we practiced before recovery. And, like, that alone time for me used to be this, like, serious isolation, like, hiding thing, and now it's, like, self-care time. Like, it's, it's a time for me to use my tools so that I am spiritually fit enough to, like, then go back and, you know, into the world and, and be my best self. Um, there are also unique relationships that are fulfilling and open up to us because of our ACA involvement. Some of us have become a big brother or sister to the child from a single parent home. This is a rewarding relationship for those of us who never had children for, fearing or harming, or for fear of harming or neglecting a child. In ACA, we learn to trust ourselves and to, continue, and to contribute to a child's life. Another unique relationship can include being parented with a new employee at work or in a mentoring role. In this relationship, we are, we are teamed up with a new employee to teach the person a new job or a skill. We can use our listening skills and sense of patience learned in ACA to make this relationship enjoyable and meaningful. By addressing our control of perfectionism in ACA, we let, our, we let others make mistakes and learn from them. We have learned that not every relationship needs to lead to romantic or sexual involvement. If we have addressed an area of abandonment and shame thus far, we no longer see people as a potential source to medicate our fear of abandonment. 
We no longer use people to divert us from our own feelings by forcing our attention on someone else. We can finally face down the 12th trait of the laundry list. We no longer fear abandonment so much that we remain in unloving relationships. So I think I'll just end there. I mean, there's a lot of other good stuff here, but... Um, so I think first and foremost for me, it's that whole reparenting of myself, um, which in reality takes the form of like me using the tools. So, you know, I have this little inner girl that really most of the time, like it's just learning to trust the, the adult Robin because I either isolated or I was so crazy outgoing and like lost myself in relationships that there's like finding that balance is, is really feels, feels very new and very gray. And gray for me is, gray for me is very vulnerable. Gray is a very like strange place for me to be in because I've always been so black or white. Um, and so what has ended up happening for me is when I came to ACA, I, I worked the steps with my sponsor. I got a sponsor, and then I worked the steps with my sponsor. And I started to have a relationship with her and talk about all of the stuff that just was inside of me that I had never really admitted to. Like, you know, I think that I knew that I had kind of a fucked up childhood and kind of went like whatever. But I almost like got to relive all of those experiences and feel all of those experiences with someone else kind of holding my hand with me and not forcing me to go faster or not forcing me to go slower, just kind of like supporting and maybe nudging me if I needed it because it was, it was so painful. I, I didn't really know. I think for me, like I'd always gone like steadfast 100 miles an hour through things like that. And this was, this was very, very different. So we worked the steps and, you know, I came to this meeting and this was the only meeting that I can come to because I work so much. And so, um, you know, it was like learning how to be in this meeting and like speak up and share about all of this stuff that is really, this is not an AA meeting at all. You know, this isn't like, this isn't, this isn't at all. This is like, I'm having a really shitty time and like, I am fucking up and this is really hard. And it's a, it's a whole new level of like letting people in for me. Um, and so, so that became a part of my life and then connecting with others, you know, on the phone and like, there was a part of me when I came to ACA that, you know, like in AA, it was always like, you pick up the phone no matter what and you do it no matter what. And like, I started to learn how to like not pick up the phone. <laughs> I'm not picking up the phone no matter what. Like, I'm not going to fucking pick I am not picking up the phone. You know, and like feeling the feelings, like just feeling all, because like I had never let myself feel that stuff. Like I always just was like, oh, I'll pick up the phone and then I'll go into service and I'll, you know, and like, and this was like, okay, like. I'm going to sit at home and eat a box of Pringles and I'm going to feel this, you know? And, and that was very new for me. And so then once I realized that, like, it actually does feel better to have relationships surrounding me, like, I obviously connected again. Um, so that's, that's definitely been a big part of it, um, the phone. Uh, journaling has always been a big part of my recovery, but I, this is the first time that I've ever really had, like, a dialogue with journaling where I write to my inner my inner kid I like inner little girl kid just feels like not very personal for me so um where you know I give her the opportunity to have a voice an opportunity to say she's scared an opportunity to say like you know this is wrong and this doesn't make sense but like 
you know, Mama, we're going to go for it. So, like, today we're going we're gonna to date this guy. Even though he's not the forever guy, like, we're going to experience the closeness with him and we're going to learn how to, like, set boundaries. We're going to learn how to, to, like, Jesus Christ, I've been so shut off. Like, I didn't even know what it's like to have a sexual relationship with somebody. Like, I just, like, close the doors, man, because, like, that means if you are going to, if you're going to be that close to me in my life, like, I know that I'm going to experience such overwhelming feelings of pain and abandonment that, like, I got to cut you out. And, like, learning how to be, like, this is fucking terrifying. And, like, still do it. And be, like, and say to them, like, I'm really afraid of you abandoning me. And them go, what can I do? Like, is there something I can do to, like, or I'm just, you know, and to be able to say, like, can you just be sweet to me? Because I feel ridiculous right now. Like, I feel really needy. And I know it's not your job, but will you just be nice to me? Um, so, like, that for me is just, like, a totally, totally new experiment that's going on. Um, in terms of like relationships at work, I, I went, I, I'm leaving my job finally, you know, like worked really hard and came to New York for a career and like I'm doing it. And like, it's, it was so hard. It was so hard and it was part of the adventure. And like, you guys helped support me through it. And I acted like an asshole some days. And, and that's the other thing. Like, I never let myself act like an asshole ever when I, before I came to ACA, like ever. I had to be perfect all the time, restraint of, you know, pen and tongue. And like, you know, like I just, I said like, you're being a fucking idiot to somebody when they were being an idiot. And then I was like, wow, you're really angry, Robin. Like you're really angry. And, like, that's okay. And the world is not going to end because you said that out loud. You owe an apology. And there's definitely, we don't want to do that again. But, like, wow, you have anger. Um, anyway, so I'm leaving my job. And there's, that we had this, like, they threw, my coworkers threw this big going away party. We went to dinner. And then we went dancing because I love dancing. Not because anybody else wanted to dance, but because I love dancing. And my cooks, they were doing a toast. And my, my cooks had a little like something to say and it was just a really personal group of us and one of them that like has worked next to me since he started who's like very kind of closed off emotionally just kind of like comes in is very rational and very like just does his job you know he's he he's had tears in his eyes and he started crying and he was talking he's like you know you're the only sous chef that really ever taught me he's like you're the only sous chef that I've really ever known and you, you just, like, never, you never refused to teach me anything that I asked. And you always, like, showed up and wanted to make us better. And, mm. you know, like, having that relationship with someone where I, could, where I could come in on my worst days and, like, pray to be a leader every morning. Like, just, like, to the best of my ability, God, help me to, like, show up for these people even though I'm not feeling it. You know, it really, that dependence on this program helped me to have relationships with people that I never, ever, ever, ever thought. Like, I feel like I have touched the lives of other people in a way that is super, super special and super rewarding. Um, and, yeah, and friendships and, and all of that is a result of, like, whatever tool just kind of, like, intuitively comes to me at the time. A lot of times it's just saying a prayer, but usually I have to pick up the phone in order to turn to my higher power because the truth is, is, like, I, I really still wrestle with the whole HP thing. I mean, I go for it. I do. But I still wrestle with it when it's hard moments. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what ACA has helped me with and has made my life so much richer and made, filled my heart up in a really big way.